hello. Welcome back to the Understanding Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz. And in today's episode, episode eight, we are talking about perspective and how your own perspective affects your sense of self and how you view life, how you view this reality that we are all experiencing. And I think it was Albert Einstein that said that the most important question to ask a person is, is this a friendly universe or is this an unfriendly universe? And a simple answer to that question really tells you not only a lot about a person, but how they view life. Do they view it from this optimistic standpoint or do they view it from this pessimistic standpoint? And it doesn't even have to be either of those two. It can simply just be the way that they were taught. You know, how were they brought into the world believing that it was supposed to be? And it never dawned on me until I started adulting that I am the mirror through which my life reflects. I cannot see myself or look at my life's events in any other way than how I choose to see them. Now, of course, we can all be influenced by what people think, but it is only our allowing that invites everyone else's thoughts and opinions into our own experience. The moment that we have a chance to choose That is the moment that the game changes for us. That is the moment that we discover that we are in control and we are in control of the way that we react to life's events. And I think that's where the true control happens, because I'm not saying that we're in control of everyone and everything, but we are in control of the way that we react to life and the way that we experience life. That is why I say a lot of the times that we are creators That is what we were put here to do. Our childhood affects the way that we create. So as children, we're very malleable and we tend to take after our environment. Matter of fact, the first five to seven years of a child's life is the most crucial. This is the stage where the most programming happens and really just shapes the child's view of the world. The root chakra is also really important during these stages. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the root chakra is not only one out of the seven main energy centers within the body and within the aura, but it is said to be the first chakra to develop and it is highly impacted by the state of security and stability. So if you grew up in a home where you consistently felt unsafe and you felt that things were not as stable as they should have been this can affect how you grow up you may think that the world is a place where you must just survive and as adults what we experience in our outer world or what we are experiencing coincidentally is relative to what we are experiencing within but in children Since they are brand new to the world, it is the opposite. It is reversed. This is why they have to be energetically fed. They have to have their needs met and just be overall poured into so that they can develop and evolve into their own being. And I was never someone who thought that growing up, you're supposed to be the exact same person your parents raised. Like, I don't know where I got this idea from, but early on, I just knew, like, yes, it was my mom's job to raise me but it was also my job to take initiative and to learn new things to constantly seek growth that was always something that was important to me you know because I would look at 
my same, this same way that I was supposed to stay in these things that I were taught. And I was just like, nah, <laughs> like it is not connecting internally. And there was a reason for that. I was always very introspective and open to different perspectives and things that I could learn, not knowing that it would be something that shaped me. Now, don't get me wrong. My mom and in general, I feel that parents do the best that they can with what they were given. But I also strongly believe that what can be given can always be expanded upon. And something that I noticed is that regardless of the ways that we develop throughout our youth, the things that we are taught to believe, whether it be religious or whether we have certain opinions about things that we were given from our family that we're supposed to have, we soak those things in because we are sponges at the time. And the things that we are taught, they may not be what's best for our development and growth. And first of all, the unhealthy thought that you can't do something, that you're incapable of doing something, that is also programming. We live in a physical body, but our true beings can do, be, or have anything that we desire. So when we hit these plateaus, it is not that we can't do something, but maybe our mind needs a little bit of rewiring to be able to break down those barriers and reprogram our mind in a way that is extremely beneficial for us. This was a download that I have been having since I've been doing a lot more inner child healing and shadow work. But more recently with reading the Celestine Prophecy, it's either in the third or second to last chapter. But this really changed my opinion on children and how children are raised. Now, I don't have children, but I was once a child and I always enjoyed working in daycares. I worked in about three or four daycares um, just within the past four or five years. But this really changed my opinion. And it was more so the opinion on parenting. And I always thought that children were a blessing, but now I feel that they are even more so. In fact, they are teachers. They are triggers for growth. And I truly believe that. Like, I believe me being born to the two parents that I have, it was to trigger something within them to cause their evolution and the only thing they owed me really if anything was to pour into me energetically and give me the things that I needed to evolve into my own being and something that I also resonated with was that me myself looking way younger <laughs> than my age the way people speak down to children or people that are younger or appear younger with this belittling tone or only communicating with children through their parents is crazy to me <laughs> and I've never been someone to do this like when children talk to me I always look at them and I talk to them as well and I may have caught myself <laughs> more than one time you know making my voice a little lighter or like bending down towards them but I think it's just crazy how extreme this can be taken where people are, you know, making up stories to tell children when they ask them questions and nothing's wrong with stories to better help them understand at their level. But lying, I feel like it's just wrong, you know, or talking about children as if they aren't there or not including them in conversations that are about them, you know, that they should have a say in because I know a lot of people can relate 
um, wherever you're listening from, when you were younger and being around adults, being told to stay in a child's place or being told that you're better seen and not heard. I've always hated hearing stuff like that. I always thought what I had to say was important because it was regardless of how old I was. I just think it's very dismissive and it's stunning. You know, it it stunts growth. Not I want to say stunning in like a good way, but it stunts a child's expression. I know for me, just the few times that I was told to like go sit down somewhere or just have someone not listen to me because I was a child, you know, that only made me become more recluse and not want to share anything with anybody. And I talked about this a little in my vulnerability episode, but invalidating the feelings of children or people that are young by saying things like, you don't know what real this is, you don't know what real pain is, or you don't know what real struggle is because they are young, or just simply telling a child to stop crying. Regardless for the reason for a child crying, which most people, I feel like, from my experience in my family, they may not even know the real reason that a child is crying before they tell them to stop crying. You know, the first thing is just stop crying. Maybe the first thing should be like, I understand. You know, I know you're feeling this way. I can see that you're upset. Acknowledge their pain. Acknowledge what they're feeling before just telling them to stop. You know, this is the way that they are expressing their self. Of course, they're going to learn different ways to express themselves as they grow older, but allow them to be. What they are experiencing at that time is going to literally create either the biggest pain points or just make them this evolutionary person that just can't be stopped. So going back to the lenses, right? The lens through which we see ourselves and everything around us is based on the actions, beliefs, and thoughts of the people that bring us into this world. I'm going to use this as an example because I closely relate to it. So if you were raised in a household where you only seen your parents struggle and talk about how they never have enough money, as an adult, you may deal with financial issues and a lack mindset. And this is definitely something that I started to deal with at a young age. I got my first job at 16 and I was really excited to get the job. I know something that I kept saying was like, I don't have to worry about asking anybody for money now. You know, I can just depend on myself. But something that I didn't learn was the proper financial literacy and how to continuously reinforce that within myself and the importance of taking care of myself if I'm going to be working, if I'm going to be putting energy into a job for a certain wage, which probably isn't even worth what I am worth, right? Because there's no value on that. But remembering to fill my cup up before and after going into a workplace where I am energetically pouring into everyone else my situation being that I did not experience the presence of my father for the majority of my life due to the mass generational idea that money only comes through the means of struggling or hustling to get to it and I witnessed my mother overcompensate my entire life due to not only the lack of a male presence and assistance but because that is what she knew That is what her mother did. That is what she witnessed all around her. 
now she's becoming more aware of the effect your mindset can have on your wealth consciousness and just the way that you view money in general but because this is what she knew this is what she taught me but I only thought that that was true at the time so of course it was my reality and it led me to believe that the most important thing was to excessively exert my body to make a living when living isn't even something that has to be made life just is I just am and I know that now I suggest everyone tap into their inner child and shadow self, meditate on the way that past traumas and triggers show up in the present, and it can be in the simplest things, things where you notice in yourself where you're like, ooh, I don't really like that, like I like to become better. Pay attention to these things, you know, and pay attention to where you might think it comes from. Sit down and be still and think about it and actively work on healing these things. It also helps to be self-sufficient and informed. Though it is easier to accept the circumstances given, the responsibility of self becomes a lot less big of a deal once you reap the rewards from blazing your own path and building this unshakable mindset that revolves around evolution of yourself and others. If you are completely happy with the way that you were raised and the things that you were taught in the way that you see this outer world right if you are completely happy with that that is great I am happy for you but a lot of us are taking notice of the types of reparenting we need and the things that would have better suited us when we were children so we are giving them to ourselves as adults now that is what this whole reprogramming and healing and spiritual journey for me, I feel, is all about, right? Not only reaching new heights and evolving, but also reparenting myself, right? Tending to my wounds and my traumas that I was forced to bottle up as a youth. A lot of things that we are programmed to do and told that this is the way of living, thinking, or behaving is good for us, right? It is only a means of distraction. Now, I'm no longer talking about childhood now. I'm moving up into adulthood or adolescence. So when we start creating our outer world from what our parents told us, we notice that society also has something to tell us, right? Society also has to tell us what is the correct way to live our lives you know and this may not be the right way you know this may be ways to keep us in the cycle to keep us within this system now I don't want to go into too much matrix talk but like I said it is all a form of distraction so working myself to the point of energetic exhaustion became a trauma response for me it became a distraction for me <laughs> To hide all of the things that I was feeling, right? To not look at my shadow self, to not look at my triggers. And this is the case for a lot of people. Not everyone is aware that they can choose their own perception or their own reality. We were given these brains, these magical minds, these magical bodies. We are magical in ourselves, right? We were given essentially all that we need. It is ourselves that create these limits, you don't have to accept every limitation that you're given or every distraction 
that comes up where I am from. A lot of people don't think that they can choose because it is preferred for people to be complacent, to be easily controlled and to be willing to implement physical servitude or flesh work to live. We are convinced that this is the only way to run a functioning society, work yourself to death, burn out in college so that you will not have the mental capacity to tap into that spiritual energy, that God energy, that intuitive energy. That is what keeps the hamster wheel turning. This work, work, work mindset, this exert yourself mindset, because this is the only way, right? This is this is the only way that you learn. College is the only way that you will learn. Working yourself to death is the only way that you will be able to make a living. That is what keeps people in the in this rat race. But it is important to realize we are not machines. We are spiritual beings operating from a human body. So things that only serve our body may not be what's best for our spirit. Thoughts that we are only conveyed to be the emotional mind, it may send a different signal than the messages that you receive from your spirit. So before you decide how your worldview justifies the choices and chances you don't take, think about where it came from and think, how do I see the world? You can even ask yourself that question by Albert Einstein that I said in the beginning. Is the universe a friendly or an unfriendly place? And if you find yourself leaning to the side where things are unfriendly, where things are dangerous, notice how it is only a reflection of the past fears and illusions that lead to limitation. I have decided that I will be the cycle breaker in my family because I have become aware of the power that comes from developing a mindset that is spirit-led Less focus on physical servitude and more on spiritual servitude. That is what I am valuing. How can we serve the collective with the power of using our intuition and implementing inspired action? By no longer choosing lack, we become abundant. It is then that we understand that it is not the money or the other material aspects or the opinions of other people that make up our reality it is us who create our own reflection of the world. I really hope this episode was able to inspire and even enlighten those of you who are listening. I love you. And this has been From My Understanding.